Welcome to another episode of the Blossoming Podcast with your girl, Florence Grace. Blossoming is a platform dedicated entirely to learning to love yourself. We focus on self-love and body confidence via our social media channels, our monthly newsletter and our fortnightly podcast. Previously, we've spoken about self-love in the form of a Q&A, we've looked into where to start on your self-love journey and we've done a bit of an introduction to Blossoming as a brand. Today, we're going to be taking a look at social media and the role it plays when it comes to self-love. Before we crack on, why not give us a follow on socials at Blossoming UK and then click the link in our bio and subscribe to our monthly newsletter. It's jam-packed with self-love inspiration, hot topics, think pieces, tips, advice, and of course, our Blossoming Babes, the people who use our hashtags on social media throughout the month. You can join in too by using hashtag BlossomingMe, hashtag GrowWithFlow. My favourites will be shared in every issue and it's also a great way to meet other people who join in with Blossoming and chat about the things we discuss in the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter, follow our podcast so that you never miss an episode and then dive on into this one. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to hold my hands up and apologize because after the last episode, I promised that I would invest in some sort of microphone so that you guys didn't hear any sort of blowback when I got really passionate about something or spoke loudly about something or held my phone too close to my mouth. Have I invested in a microphone? No. I have not, so (laughs) apologies, but I can absolutely promise that there will definitely be a microphone to use for my next episode, because as soon as I finish recording this one, I am going to buy one. So apologies, I haven't done it for this episode, but I absolutely do pinky promise that I will have one for the next episode. Right, now that's out the way, let's dive into this episode, which is all about social media and self-love. Ooh, how do the two interlink? It is actually a huge part of learning to love yourself is dealing with social media. And I would say it's more important than a lot of people actually realise. If we take a look at social media, for a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, and I'm not trying to exclude anyone if you slightly are over or under the bracket, but a lot of the people who listen to this podcast are millennials and just either side of that bracket I'd say most people who are listening are between the age of 16 and 35 um and that's basically my follower base across all social media platforms it's quite broad but you know I would say it's mostly sort of the millennial gap and for us social media really came to life when we were about 13 14 years old and ever since then has just continued to grow and grow and grow and it's developed from old 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 school stuff like myspace and bebo which side note i feel deprived of because i never had to you know there was tumblr which was huge back in the day and then obviously facebook and then twitter and then i'd say the most recent one that everyone absolutely loves instagram And we've just grown up with it. We've kind of adapted to have it in our lives. It's allowed us to be in touch with all of our friends at any given time in the day. It's allowed us to have this weird kind of relationship with celebrities, which before 
would just be madness you know celebrities were completely out of reach to us but now we can communicate with them via social media platforms which is kind of cool but comes with its own set of problems um and you know we can know anything about anyone regardless of whether it's true or not at any time literally instantly click of the fingers there you go you've got the info that you're looking for it's scary but it can be good like anything in life it has pros and cons I, for one, will hold my hands up and say that I am somewhat of a social media addict. Um, In my previous relationship, my then boyfriend made a point of always saying to me, you know, you're always on your phone, get off your phone, who are you talking to? Half the time I wasn't even talking to anyone, I was just mindlessly scrolling through my Twitter feed or Instagram feed or whatever, and it was so simple back then, you know, you could see everyone's posts in the space of half an hour and that was it, done. Nowadays it takes bloody ages to find anyone's post on Instagram or Twitter thanks to the new ever-changing algorithms but that is a whole separate issue anyway I'm a bit of an addict I'm on it all the time and it's not just because a lot of my work and what I do is linked to social media but it's just because I enjoy it like I have met some of my closest closest friends through social media even people I've never met so there are some that I have met like um Francisca Rocky she is a really good friend of mine we've recorded podcast episodes together um she's featured on my blog doing like an interview you know we talk all the time about loads of different things and so she's a really good friend of mine and then there are other really close friends of mine who I haven't met such as Hannah Rael, Katie Gilroy, Poppy Field, um, probably a ton of others that I am missing out but you know there's a lot of them and they'll know who they are. I talk to them on a daily basis and yet I've never met them but social media has allowed me to develop this really close lovely relationship with them where in fact sometimes they're the first person I want to go to when I've got a problem and I've never even met them but we're just such good friends. It's also allowed me to build up a really supportive following who literally love giving me like, you know, support and praise whenever I do anything. They really build me up and boost my confidence, which is so nice to have because the reality is that in real life, I have such a small circle. I've literally got like three girls that I talk to who are my my cheerleaders who support me in everything that I do in real life so I actually really appreciate having this digital circle of friends it's incredible and it would only be possible with social media likewise I have obtained my last four or five jobs through social media as well I landed two freelance gigs two social media manager jobs and my current job as a communications officer was partially down to my social media use, my presence online and the things that I know about how to use social media and utilise it to build a brand. So again, I'm so grateful to social media for opening up so many opportunities to me. I've also done so many cool things, like one-off things through social media, such as being on TV or working with um, E4 or meeting celebrities or getting involved with brand partnerships and things like that all have come about due to social media and I know that that isn't unique to me that's not a unique experience to me plenty of people are doing it loads and loads and loads of people now 
work full time either for themselves as a influencer or content creator, whatever you want to call it, or as a social media marketer for another company. So social media has opened up a whole new world to so many people and has really just created this whole new part of life that we can all get involved in and we all love and we're all addicted to. However, like anything in life, there are cons to something that initially seems a rather attractive thing. So whilst there are all these good things that come with social media, there are bad things. For example, I said that you can reach anyone at any time and know anything about anyone whenever you like. And sometimes that's a good thing, you know, if your your sibling has been missing for a while and you're like, hmm, not heard of them, not heard from them, where are they? And then you can just check their location on Snapchat. Or you can see that they've checked in somewhere on Facebook. And then you're like, oh, phew, there they are. You know, that's that's a handy a handy part of knowing everything about anyone at any time. However, that comes with downsides such as, you know, a lot of younger people or more naive people put themselves at a location which then leaves them vulnerable to, you know, being attacked or being picked up by a stranger, you know, thinking of real worst case scenarios here, you know what I'm trying to say. Social media being a 24-7 thing, in the fact that it never, ever stops, you know, there's different time time zones all over the world, so even when you go to bed, there's a whole other part of the world that are just logging on, and if you've got a big enough following, or if you are engaging in a certain trend online or whatever, sometimes you cannot escape. You might get yourself involved in a trending topic late at night on Twitter, go to bed and something might happen overnight and you wake up in the morning and you might make up to hundreds of tweets who disagree with what you said or maybe they agree with what you said. Either way, it can be pretty overwhelming waking up to over 100 Twitter notifications. And it's, it's, like I said, it's overwhelming to have so many people have direct access to you at all times. Of course, alongside all this is the element of cyberbullying. Back in the day, bullying was, I don't know if this is even the right word, it was simpler. You know, you'd go to the playground and there might be a gang of nasty kids who might beat you up or they might steal your pet lunch or they might follow you home and call you names. And yes, that's all incredibly hurtful and it is horrible and I'm not saying that it's not, but it would end at school cyberbullying happens 24-7 and I think this is really relevant to talk about right now given that it's quite topical because Jessie Nelson from Little Mix just released her documentary with BBC Three, Odd One Out, which is all about how cyberbullying pushed her into, you know, almost taking her own life and doing some really horrible things to herself and feeling horrible and just taking away what was a really, or supposed to be, a really magical time in her life. Um, It's just, it's something that we have not had to deal with before. It's something that our parents and uh, specialists and doctors and um, therapists and whoever else, they don't entirely know how to help us deal with this level of cyberbullying because 
they didn't experience it they can't really relate to it and really us millennials or our sort of age group and younger and a bit older than a millennial as well perhaps we're just learning how to deal with with these cyber bullies and what cyberbullying entails and what can be done about it because a, a few years ago absolutely fuck all could be done about it to be honest and now i believe there are a few more stricter rules and regulations and even laws in place that prevent things happening online but it's really hard to punish a stranger who might live on the other side of the world who is hidden behind a fake account it's really hard to pin them down and punish them for sending you hateful comments on instagram every day do you know what i mean so social media has a lot of pros and a lot of cons and they need to be considered when you embark on your own self-love journey so how does social media affect self-love believe it or not the two are actually really closely linked and it's because self-love is linked to mental health and mental health is severely impacted by social media and how we use it social media can be really positive like i said at the start and you can make friends you can find jobs you can create opportunities for yourself and it can be really positive but it can also be detrimental to your mental health, which in turn will be detrimental to how much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself. So what can you do to make sure that your experience with social media and therefore your relationship with yourself is positive? First of all, you need to curate your feed. And this is something that I spoke about in the last episode. So apologies if you're listening and I feel you feel like I'm repeating myself a bit. But there may be some new people here or you might just need a reminder. It's very important that you curate, curate your feed. You need to only follow people who make you feel good about yourself. Yes, okay, you can follow the Kardashians if you really love them. But if you find that you're looking at their posts and they are making you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them. The world will not end. You can follow them again in a few months' time when you feel like you're in a better place yourself. But if they're making you feel bad about yourself every single day because you're just seeing their bodies which are made perfect by surgery and Photoshop come on do the math unfollow them it's no good to follow people that make you feel that way you need to follow people who only lift you up make you feel great and that you can relate to honestly like there's so many people who are it's almost like they're scared to unfollow them and let me tell you now you have no loyalty to people online if you want to unfollow them chances are they probably won't notice if they do notice chances are they don't care If they do care enough to come and confront you about it, they're dickheads that you shouldn't be spending time following anyway. So, you know, unfollowing them is just a win-win situation for you and for your mental health and for your self-love journey. Curating your feed is something so small that makes such a big difference. And even if you go right down to zero to have like a fresh start completely and then gradually over time build it up and up that's absolutely fine 
but it's just important that you find the right people to follow because at the end of the day we spend so much time on social media that it's important that when we do use it it's a positive experience that makes us feel good about ourselves rather than leaves us feeling bad there are countless times i've been on instagram and i've scrolled through and all i've seen is people who look like they're in dreamy relationships living their best life in a huge house that's always spotless and they've got a nice car and a cute dog and they're always dressed well and they've always got a face full of flawless makeup and they just make me feel awful beep unfollow there we go press that button they don't care i feel better and i don't have to engage with that content anymore it doesn't matter if it's down to you being insecure At the end of the day, you're protecting your mental health. And like I said, your mental health will have a direct impact on your relationship with yourself. And at the end of the day, that's what's important. Not following a celebrity or an influencer or someone whose life looks absolutely goddamn perfect all day, every day. That doesn't matter. What matters is you and looking after you and making sure that your experience online is a positive one. Secondly is being a nice person yourself because I firmly believe that what you put out into the universe you get back so if you write nasty things to people online I'm a firm believer people will do it back to you and that's going to be no good to your mental health which is going to be no good for your self-love journey in a similar vein if you're in the mindset that you're writing horrible things about people online I would say that's because you've got a bad relationship with yourself. You're projecting your own insecurities onto someone else. But hey, that's that's okay. I'm not judging you. No, you know what? We're all in this together. We've probably all left a nasty comment at one time or another because we, you know, we just feel like we can. Social media leaves us all feeling entitled to having an opinion on anything and everything and sharing it there and then. So no one's judging you here. This is a safe space. All I'm saying is maybe you should stop that because it doesn't leave the other person feeling good and it probably doesn't leave you feeling good either. Like I said, you're probably just suggesting, projecting your insecurities onto somebody else. And that's probably because you've got a poor relationship with yourself. This will only improve with time, but I would refrain from commenting until you're in a better headspace feel better about your own self and then leave nice comments that will lift up other people build up other people and when you're nice to other people and you're kind to other people they usually reciprocate the niceness and the kindness which will in turn help to build you up being a nice person and spreading love on social media goes really far and it might sound like that has absolutely nothing to do with learning to love yourself but it does Because, like I said, if you're leaving nasty comments or being horrible on social media, it's probably down to your own insecurities, which is due to the fact that you probably don't love yourself. Once you love yourself, you don't want to be horrible to other people because you're so secure in the skin that you're in and with who you are, you don't gain anything by being horrible to someone else. And actually, once you've learned to love yourself, trust me, all you want to do is help other people feel the same way. So be a nice person online and that will really have a good effect and impact on your relationship with yourself. Thirdly, it's okay to take a break. 
So many of us treat people who take breaks from social media like they are actual aliens. You know, if someone says that they're going to take a break from Instagram, we're like, what? How dare you take a break from posting pictures of your very mundane life on Instagram? I need to like your pictures of your pumpkin spice lattes and your commute to work on the train and the book that you're reading right now. And how dare you? How am I going to cope without seeing your, you know, late night selfies when you're bored and answering your Instagram polls about what outfit you should wear. You know, we feel so entitled to people all the time because social media has made us feel like people are accessible to us 24-7. And so when people say they want to take a break, it's not normally met with a very positive reception. But don't let that put you off. Taking a break is absolutely crucial because social media can be so overwhelming. It can be so much to deal with, particularly on top of everything else that we have to deal with in life. You know, we have to deal with work, trying to balance a social life, maybe a relationship. You might be a parent. You might have several pets to look after. You might have hobbies to keep up with. You know, sometimes it just gets too much. And if you're spinning all these plates, chances are social media is probably very low on the list of priorities. Feel free to drop that plate and watch it smash. Seriously, social media, unless it's your job, it is not that important. And if it is your job, it's still important to find time to have a break from it to some extent. Don't take work home. Definitely don't do that. And again, make sure that you're following the right people, being a nice person as much as you can with your work as you would your personal social media. Obviously, it's a bit harder, but where possible, implement the the same rules, the same techniques. Taking a break is absolutely fine. And again, it's important for your mental health, which is important for, yes, hopefully you will fill the gap for me and say it's important for your relationship with yourself. This is all good if you're starting out on your self-love journey. If you're halfway through, it's still good. If you're towards the end, then another tip that I want to give you is don't be a bystander. A lot of us, you know, we're struggling with social media. It's something, even though it's been around for quite a few years now, it's still new. And there are still new developments all the time. We still don't know fully how to deal with cyberbullying, all that kind of stuff. And um, I think we have to remember that at one point, maybe something that we're watching happen online or unfold online is something we've been through. Let me try and explain this a bit better. When I say don't be a bystander, I mean, if you see someone online writing how much they hate themselves, don't just scroll past it. Respond to that tweet or that Instagram photo and remind them of what a great person they are. Even if you barely know them, just say, you know, from your feed, I can see that you seem like a really positive person with a lot of friends or whatever. And remember that once upon a time, that was probably you. You probably didn't like yourself very much either. And it is really important, I think, in life to pay things forward. So if you're at the end of your self-love journey or, you know, you're quite far in and you feel quite confident, even if you're not fully there, and you see someone else who is not, it's kind of similar with being the nice person and, you know, spreading nice compliments on online and whatever. But don't be a bystander. 
offer a helping hand to someone, give them the same advice I'm giving you, direct them to the Blossom In podcast, tell them the tips that I'm telling you, help them out. Similarly, if you see someone being horrible to someone else online, step in. Don't scroll past, don't do subtle shady likes of tweets and whatever. Physically step in if you feel like that you like you can and just say, hey, look, what's going on here? What, why are you saying this? Back off. And then maybe, you know, advise the other person to block the person being horrible to them. Don't let these things happen and just scroll past trying to ignore them because once upon a time that person might have been you and it really will work wonders for them if you pay forward the things that you have learned on your own self-love journey. Another huge thing to remember when it comes to social media and I think is probably the most important thing to remember when you're thinking about it directly with self-love and mental health is that not everything you see online is real. If you take nothing else away from this episode, please take this. I cannot tell people enough when they slide into my DMs complaining about, you know, they hate that how their skin looks this way or how their boobs look this way or how clothes don't look the same on them as they do on the person that influenced them to buy them. Social media is not real. However, I say that lightly because I like to think my feed and several other people that I follow, our feeds are real. I don't use Photoshop, I don't use any fancy photo editors, I tweak the lighting and maybe sometimes add an Instagram filter over it, a bit of Valencia or whatever, and that's about it. I don't edit the shape of my body, I don't edit clouds into the background, and you know, some people do that because they've got really artistic Instagrams, people like Hello Miss Jordan or Miss Katie English, I think is her name. She's got a really creative one. But those you can tell things have been edited artistically. There are so many people online, especially people with huge followings, which makes me so angry because it's so damaging, who will edit everything. They will make their boobs bigger and perkier. They will make themselves more tan. They will lengthen and slim down their legs. They will make their hips bigger and their waist smaller and their bum peachier. They will make the sky bluer. They will Photoshop themselves into locations they're not really even in. They will make everything look perfect. And there are several people who will post that they're the happiest person ever. And then behind closed doors, they're going through the worst time. I think every single time you see a post on social media, you need to take it with a pinch of salt. Obviously, there are some people who really do just share real shit all day, every day. And you know that when they're posting something, that's genuinely, it is what it is. There are other people, a lot of people, most people, who will just share a fake version of their life. And it's not because they're a bad person necessarily, it's just because they know that that's gonna get more likes or they feel like that's the kind of content their followers want to engage in and see. But I think it can be so damaging to our mental health and our relationship with ourselves when we see all this perfection shoved down our throats all the fucking time. 
it makes you feel bad about yourself it makes you feel bad about your life there is literally nothing positive from it it doesn't it's not necessarily inspiring or giving people anything to aspire to it just makes you feel like you're not doing enough with your own life or that you're in the wrong place with your own life again it comes down to unfollowing certain people not engaging with certain content but it's also about remembering take everything with a pinch of salt because it's not real social media has allowed us all to share a life online that we wish we had or is a slightly sunnier version of the life that we are living you know it's not all sunshine and roses no one's life is all sunshine and roses and believing that about other people will have a negative impact on how you feel about yourself and your own life because you will constantly feel like you are not enough you are not doing enough you are not successful enough you're not pretty enough you're not skinny enough you're not curvy enough you're not fashionable enough you're not working hard enough you're not in a good enough relationship on and on and on and over time thinking that over and over every single day when you log on will make you feel badly about yourself and that is not what we want so basically all the tips that i'm telling you do link up you know being a nice person engaging with the right content following the right people remembering that it's not real and taking healthy breaks from social media all of it comes together and combines as a nice healthy me- healthy social media method it's a healthy way to use social media to have a positive experience with social media and so in turn have a positive relationship with yourself I'm not saying it's always going to be easy either because even I, when implementing these practices day in, day out, still come across people on social media who do make me think, oh, maybe I should be working harder or, oh, look, she's younger than me and she's more successful or, you know, and you just have to shake yourself a bit and be like, right, hang on, congratulate her. She's worked hard. She deserves it. I'm working hard and I'm doing this and she hasn't done that. Everybody's different everyone's at a different stage in life everyone's at a different stage in their career and comparison is the thief of joy you know it's just it really is and again it comes down to follow following the right people engaging with the right content being a nice person and taking breaks spreading the love not being a bystander and remembering that not everything is as good as it seems I feel like I've repeated myself a lot in this episode. I feel like I've reiterated the same points over and over. And I'm sorry if that sounds a bit boring or comes across a bit boring, but it's only because it is so important. These points will quite literally change your life if you implement them into your social media strategy on a daily basis. And they really will help you learn to love yourself and the person that you are. They really will have a positive impact on your use of social media, which in turn will have a more positive effect on your mental health and how you feel about yourself. Okay, I have gone on and on. I have repeated myself over and over. I hope it hasn't been boring or come across sort of bitchy or negative about people on social media. What I'm trying to say is that social media should be positive. It should be a fun hobby that, you know, if anything, is a source of inspiration for self-love. 
you know, following the right people, like I keep saying, and curating your feed to be positive, inspiring, empowering content really will have such an effect on your your mental health and your relationship with yourself. I mentioned a few people in the previous episode to go and follow, so make sure you go and listen to that episode to get a list of really great, inspiring people who will be able to help you on your self-love journey. And make sure you're following Blossoming at Blossoming UK because we post all the empowering, inspiring, motivational self-love shit that will make your feed bright and happy and positive. And that is what we want whilst we're on our self-love journey. If you have any tips of your own, I would love to hear them. Tweet me or DM me on Insta. Tweet us on Blossoming's account, so at Blossoming UK. Use the hashtags Blossoming Me and Grow With Flow to share your own thoughts and your, your tips and your help and your advice. And get involved, create a conversation and let me know if you found this episode helpful. I really do like to hear your feedback because it influences future episodes and obviously if you think this kind of episode is a load of shit then I want to know but hopefully it's helped you to some extent and hopefully it will help you to start using social media in a more positive way which in turn will help you on your own self-love journey that's all from me for now thank you so much for listening I hope it's been helpful and I'll speak to you next time hopefully with a microphone. (laughs) See ya.